music. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to 15 Minutes of Gold. You the... can edit music into it, right? I didn't want to edit music into it. This is organic. This isn't this produced. This is organic cotton, non-GMO this, podcast. This is, this is the real deal. Yep. Uh, we are real life church, real people living real lives, playing real music from real devices, serving real, li- real, real eyes, real lies, real lies. There we go. Remember that being posted everywhere in 2007? I don't remember that. But I was already in college. Yeah, I was already in college. I was, I was already a middle married. schooler on MySpace then. Actually, I, was I wasn't like married. I got married in 2008. But, uh, yeah. So this is the second edition of our 15 Minutes of Gold podcast. People are lining up. They're outside. They're cheering us on, watching through the window. Quiet in my down, guys. Quiet window down. Window in my office to want to be a part. And uh, they, you know, the, these people who are here with me join, that I'm joined with... Uh, are they really wanted to be here, uh, especially Cameron? Say hey, yeah. Cam. What's up? And uh, I'm joined by my brother Cameron. He's one of our youth leaders and does a lot with our high schoolers. One of our high schoolers is Emma Dag Anise, aka Emma Dags. Emma, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm fine. You're fine. Short You're glad on, to be here. Short on the outside, tall on the inside. She is short on the outside, tall on the inside. Heck she. Yeah. Uh, she is. She's inches. very short. Actually, four, are you four six? Nope. Um, four, five? I'm pretty sure I'm five foot. Actually, no, you're, oh, you're five foot. Yeah, you're five foot. I think I hit five foot like this year. I don't believe you it. know we're we're going on a 16 trip. Sixteen on Friday. Going on a trip this weekend uh, with some of our student leaders, and we put Emma in the back of the tiniest car. Because we knew she was short. And It'll so, feel big for her. I, oh, It'll feel big back. for her. <laughs> feel like a booster seat. And then last but not least, we're joined by Michaela McLean. Michaela, what's up? She is Hi. our one of our youth staff here at the church. And I've known you since you're in sixth grade. But this is true. Sixth grade. She didn't want to come to UD. Which also at the time true. was real youth. Let's remember those days. Real youth. What was your favorite memory of real youth <clears throat> slash warehouse 91? Mm. Favorite memory ever? The, yeah, favorite memory or something that makes you cringe when you think. One about thing it. that makes me cringe is the banner that was made. I know not by you, but I didn't make it. Definitely I didn't know make you it. Didn't I'm make not it, into the banner. The banner that was made for the backdrop for worship that was at the ceiling and it was about oh, three yeah. feet. Oh man! Yeah, three but you know what was ahead of it? And like. 20 feet wide and just had a bunch of silhouettes of people's hands worshiping. But it was a triple wide. Here's where it was ahead of its time. So, triple wide orientation. It's true. So it was widescreen, like the new modern thing. So, but it was, it was pretty bad. Do you guys remember that the, really like the bad. graphics that everyone used back in the day with uh, the, the silhouette of a crowd, you know, hands up like this kind of uh, thing. Yeah. Circa 2004. It was on one of Hillsong's album covers. It was on one of Hillsong's album covers. It's like the one that from the inside out is on. It was just a version that was 20 times worse than that. It was 20 times worse. And it had a purple and black. It was cool. Actually, I don't think it was ever cool. It was cool in the moment. But you know, another thing that was actually good was the vid- the announcement videos that Josh would make on oh, his Josh phone, Cross. like ten minutes before youth. We were we were watching <laughs> some of those in my small group the other night, and they are really bad. 
The undivided and YouTube page. The undivided YouTube page. You gotta <laughs> go find us. I was watching that at school the Find other us on our YouTube. <laughs> oh, wow. It's it's so bad. We've got, like, Silent Library with, uh, with Brent and Brendan the... and AJ Queso <laughs> all on there. And it's just really bad videos. No editing, no care. It was just all My favorite stuff. Warehouse 91 memory was Andrew um, Vanguard jumping on the bottle of glass. Oh, Van Gilder. Andrew Van, Van Gilder. Gilder. Yeah. Oh. Jumping on the bottle uh, or the box of Go broken that. glass. That was my first event that I ever ran uh, before I was officially the youth pastor, but we'd kind of stepped in and they, he literally That's at 1 a.m. You volunteered for a year and a half. You didn't get paid. That. <laughs> That's the reason I, I had to wait so long to get costs. paid. It's because <laughs> I... The, the church had to pay $80,000 in insurance. I'm just kidding. I actually don't think they did unless they never told me. But he literally tore his feet apart. He couldn't walk for three weeks. Had to call his mom at 1.30 in the morning and she had to come and get him taken to the ER. It was pretty awesome. But my favorite... That's mem- our plan for tonight at UD. That is my... Yeah, that's our plan. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to have you... Switch it up and we are... Jump barefoot onto uh, broken glass. And uh, that's what we had him do. It's a long story. I'll tell you later. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell you later as if you're talking to a window door. Oh, my, my favorite memory was my first message that I ever spoke. I was 17, and I shared a message, and I did an altar call at the end. And I said, if you want to respond uh, to receive Jesus, raise your hand, and we're going to have you, we're, we're gonna have you pray. And then I just closed it, and I forgot to pray, but I had everyone closing their eyes and I just walked off the stage and so Jason Hoffer had to get up onto the stage and finish because I didn't I was so unaware in the moment and overthinking it it was pretty amazing that's really so. good we should talk about our worst fails worst uh, fails oh, on my, stage. my first worst onside or on stage stay, onside kick well <laughs> Uh, I onside kicked like Michael Dixon <laughs> on this uh, <laughs> message yeah, I, uh, I had a a time where I spoke really well, and like two weeks later, my pastor had gotten stranded in Chicago in the airport for like 36 hours due to snow, and so I had to speak with like an hour of notice, and so I just repeated the same message I had killed the week before, and I got so uncomfortable and awkward that I froze for probably 45 seconds with not a single word. Didn't know what to say. <laughs> and then my that small, is amazing. My small group kid, Eddie Torres, Shouted, you got this, Cameron. And then everyone started awkwardly cheering. And when uh, I did my altar call in an attempt to redeem myself, he was the only person that raised his hand and came forward. Honestly, then sat next to me. That's big support. Then sat next to me as everyone else is leaving and says, I'm sorry, bro. And that's sixteen year old kid or fifteen year old at the time kid telling me that he's sorry for how bad I suck. That is just... He even just he sorry. had the awareness. Kind of amazing. <laughs> that was from the office. That was great. Kind of amazing. Uh, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. It's, but nothing tops the time that someone uh, did what we call a take five, a little mini testimony, and they started airing uh, their real dirty laundry, and I had to come up on the stage and wrap my hand around him and eventually take the mic away from him because... He was telling all of his parents' secrets and all of this kind of stuff. 
and it was it was awesome. And I had I didn't know how to recover it, so I said, "Can we just thank? We'll call him Joe. Uh, can we just thank Joe for being willing to be honest and uh, feeling like he's in a safe place? It was it was just awesome. And uh, so, but anyways, that is not what we are here to discuss. We are here to discuss something very important. It's very important. Are you guys ready? Yeah. We're ready. Um, We're ready to find out. We got got six more minutes, seven more minutes. And so, but we're going to take a quick break. Well, we are back and uh, (laughs) with the 15 minutes ago. And I don't know why you guys are laughing. We we had a great time on our break. Really started to discuss some uh, insightful things and... uh, but hey, we had a we had a great we had a great breakfast breakfast club uh, this last Sunday. Cameron, how'd you feel about breakfast club? Uh, it was great. It went really, really, really well. Tell me a little about uh, about what you were uh, talking about, what you're sharing about in, in breakfast club. We uh, we talked about um, uh, kind of taking ownership over your own life. We talked about Second Thessalonians verse uh, chapter three, or oh. Um, we had another where, break. Yeah, we had another break. Ah. So Breakfast Club on Sunday, we talked about Second uh, Thessalonians chapter three, where it talks about distancing yourselves from uh, lazy or uh, busy bodies, lazy people or busy bodies, or people that um, try and seem like they have a lot going on or they're working hard, but they're not. And Paul uses the example how he spent you know all that time with the. Uh, the church there and, and didn't ask for anything, didn't take any handouts, but instead he worked hard um, to provide for himself as an example to them. So talking about how, you know, the Bible is clear about, you know, uh, being hardworking and clear about taking ownership of that and how, you know, a lot of the things in our life that we like to blame on others um, is really just a result of our laziness or our inaction. Mm. So we talked about the different types of laziness and the different types of hard work. Interesting. Uh, Emma, where have you seen that uh, in, in your, maybe in school, uh, church, friends, Christians, non-Christians, but you know, the idea of avoiding people who, in short, they're not, not, not I'm not trying to say yeah. that you're short, in which short, you are, short, yeah. but in short, okay. uh, you know, people who aren't really pursuing anything, they're not go- going anywhere, they're not growing, and they might talk the talk, yeah. but they're really not, as we say walking the walk um so uh it it echoes um but where have you seen that in in some of your friends where have you experienced that in your life um so actually i was i actually really really connected to what you talked about on sunday because um recently i actually um started to distance myself from a group of friends um i felt like i wasn't really getting anything getting anything out of the friendship um I felt like actually it was kind of tearing me down in a way because um, they would, I don't want to like call them out or anything, but no, of course. they would, I'm just going to list some examples. They would kind of like mock almost like my religion because I had just like recently I've been getting so into like UD and church and becoming a student leader and all this. And I felt like very, very mocked. Like there would be like unnecessary jokes about Jesus and like Christianity and stuff like that. And at one point, I was over, I think, winter break. I was just kind of like, um, this isn't where I want to be right now. And if I want to continue to grow spiritually and, like, um, maintain, like, a strong faith, um, I thought that the best thing I should do was to distance myself because 
what you talked about, like they were lazy and I felt like they weren't putting in the effort. And so if I wanted to get to a place that was the opposite of that, where I was working hard and putting an effort into things that I wanted to see grow, um, I felt like that sort of relationship wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I distanced myself and you know, I've been doing so much more better and yeah. Are you, so you're glad that you distance yourself for sure. Now, how do you balance that? Because I know sometimes we say we, we distance ourselves <clears throat> from friends and our maybe they're not going anywhere. They're mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe causing a negative influence. But maybe I'll ask you, Michaela, how do you balance that with still loving your friends who maybe they're not on the same page? They don't know God. They're in a bad season. You still care about them. You still love those people. Yeah, of course. You still want the best for them. How do you do that? I know you did that well in high school, being on your volleyball team and leading a lot of your peers. How do you balance those two things? Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest things, it's really just all about mindset and and your heart and intention for people. And if you genuinely have the intention to see them come to know Christ and see them to genuinely view God as for them and and that he loves them, um, then you can keep the relationship without uh, being pulled down. And I think a couple practical ways, especially when you're young, is you just have to determine the setting in which you're connecting with them. And um, it doesn't mean cutting off the relationship altogether, but it means, you know, I can't go to their house all the time. I can't maybe spend time, you know, sleepover after sleepover where I get pulled into these actions or speech patterns that I know I don't like about myself. So I think it's really uh, setting the tone and really setting the the setting for where you're going to hang out and what the context is going to be. And when you can set Mm -hmm. that and you can invite them onto your level instead of being brought down to theirs, Mm -hmm. you can still be an encouragement to them. You can still show them what an abundant life living for God looks like rather than trying to constantly have to fight, um, you know, maybe the things they're trying to pull you down into. So that's, that's really what I learned is just inviting my friends to where I was going, inviting them to... the fun things I wanted to be a part of here at UD or fun things I wanted to be a part of even with my family rather than always tagging along with them where they're driving, we're going where they want to, you know, where they want to go with the friends they want to go with. That's great. Is kind of just a practical way for sure. Yeah, well, that reminds me, we, we kind of spoke to it last week in our first episode of our 15 Minutes of Gold, but uh, we talked about that idea of a train, it can, if it has no momentum, it can't even go over a you know, a four by four piece of wood, four inches by four inches, and it'll be stopped, right? It won't be able to go anywhere. Whereas if there's a 12 foot uh, brick wall, but it has momentum, it can crush through it. And I was thinking about that, even as you're saying that, when we have momentum like you do, Emma, spiritually, and you're growing and you're moving, uh, any obstacle like a friendship issue or someone opposing you or making fun of you, it's not going to derail you or take you out. You're going to be able to yeah. crush right through it. And I don't mean crush right through friends or people yeah. or walk over them or anything, but your momentum will be able to carry you through that mm-hmm. opposition. Mm-hmm. But if you have no momentum, the littlest of things will keep you still. Cam, what's one thing that we can do as we close? What's one thing that we can do? Uh, maybe someone here listening does not have momentum. They don't have any momentum in their life. Maybe they are the person who is lazy. How do they grow out of that and become someone who is motivated in life, loving God, loving people, uh, pursuing what God's put on their heart to do? So on Sunday, we talked about the, like I mentioned, the three types of laziness and three types of hard work. And the three types of hard work 
um, our practical, um, spiritual, and um, uh, like vision casting, which is kind of ties into both and the three types of laziness. Um, the third type that we talked about was like sh- blame shifting. So we can be lazy just for the sake of, you know, we don't want to. We can be lazy for the sake of, you know, um, trying to avoid it. And then we can be lazy uh, and blame other people for it. And so our inaction oftentimes becomes somebody else's fault. Um, and so the first step in, in really kind of taking responsibility and, and growing and becoming a hard worker and taking ownership of your life is, you know, not forfeiting responsibility or shifting responsibility onto other people's shoulders but taking it on yourself. Mm. Uh, the reason that you do, do not have all A's isn't because of your parents or because of your teachers. It's or the education system. Yeah, it's, it's your fault. Um, and when you realize that, that your lack of success is heavily weighted on your lack of effort um, and you take that ownership, you actually uh, begin to step into a better version of yourself. When you realize that your bad relationship with your parents is because you treat them like garbage the majority of the time, obviously there's other situations, uh, then you treat them better. When you realize that your, um, you know, your poor friends, uh, poor friendship selection decisions are based on the fact that you choose to be around them all the time and you take ownership over that, um, you know, it, it forces you into a better place. So the yeah. first step and the, the, the most important thing is first and foremost taking responsibility and that'll naturally propel you into the momentum that you were just talking about. That's great. Well, and get around some people who are moving forward. Show me your friends. They'll magnetize your future. Absolutely. Yeah. Show me your friends. I'll show your, you your future. They'll magnetize you forward. And the closer you get to them, the more you'll be a magnet for people who are maybe a step or two behind you. Um, so, awesome. Well, this has been a great discussion. Uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you. And uh, we're about to go into UD. So, yeah, so we get are. ready. And Michaela has some work she needs to do. We have so some outro go music. I got some outro music <laughs> right here. This music that they make fun of me for listening to, but it's great. Gang of Youths. Oh boy. Get on Gang it. Of These guys are great. <laughs> the heart. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is the song. <laughs> outro music. Outro. Wait, I'll move it. I'll move it. There we go. I love you guys. The <laughs> heart! <laughs>